Welcome to the It's Not About the Fucking Food podcast. I'm Chloe and this is the podcast that's dedicated to helping women love and nourish their bodies with ease and create their vision board life. Hello and welcome to another podcast and today we'll be talking about why we can sometimes feel out of control with food or why we might think if I let go of my food rules, if I let go of calorie counting, if I let go of what's really keeping me on track then I'm just going to eat everything. I'm never going to be able to stop and I'm going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and it's just going to be horrible. So many people feel like they are greedy naturally or maybe lazy naturally or maybe um, you know spend so much time really worrying about this loss of control that it really hampers them in their recovery journey. So I really want to talk about today why that happens, why it also what 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 it isn't you know and the, the misconceptions there so we can really understand how to move forward so you know what to do to really solve this problem and it is so often much more simple when we're looking at and I'm talking about simple when we're looking at the the biology of it then then we realize and it, it isn't that you're guilt you're greedy or that you're gonna be out of control with food it's actually really easy for us to explain with science and that's what I'm gonna do today so first of all, I'm going to talk about what this isn't, okay? So as I said, so often when we have listened to diet culture, when we have listened to the narratives that exist around food, around us overeating, meaning that we're greedy, that we're, you know, not doing enough exercise, meaning that we're lazy, really building this narrative that restriction is the solution, that if we, we need to be in control of food, and, and this is a narrative that goes way beyond that, actually, we're told to drink when we're hungry. That's like, I always akin that to us saying that we've got like a massive pain in our knee and so we need to have a wee like our body is that stupid our bodies are so intelligent they're capable of so much they don't misguide us like that but all this narrative tells us is we can't trust our bodies we can't trust our hunger cues and so we need to do everything within our power to control it to stay healthy um and actually where it ends us up with is disordered eating not trusting our bodies not knowing how to eat following diets and getting really stuck in this trap that we're going to really be delving into today emotional eating i'm just going to talk quickly about emotional eating what it is and and why it this isn't emotional eating when we struggle with emotional eating or comfort eating actually feels really different to this fear this out of controlness this worry about letting go emotional eating is slower it's more enjoyable it's comforting it's also known as comfort eating for that reason it is not that scary endless feeling it actually feels really nurturing um it's like eating that tub of ben and jerry's and going oh that was lovely and enjoying the mouthfuls we're not talking about um that out of controlness feeling so likely if you resonate with what I've said so far about the out of controlness the fear about letting go we're not talking about emotional eating so I really don't want you to worry about that there when we pick up foods when we go into the kitchen when we worry that we're never going to stop eating if we start never be able to um, stop ourselves if we let go of that control what's actually happening is that your body is responding to restriction okay we are hunter-gatherers by evolution. We've evolved from hunter-gatherers. We've evolved from people that didn't have a plentiful supply of food. We were reliant 
back then on having crops that succeeded on making sure that you know on having enough rains that crops worked on having enough sunshine so that crops worked making sure we had enough animals around us to hunt so that we had the the food to eat our supply of food was much more um unpredictable it was we didn't have supermarkets we could go to we didn't have fridges freezers cupboards full of food like we do today our body doesn't really care whether we have a fridge freezer full cupboards full of food or or money to go out to a supermarket and buy food if our body perceives that we are in a famine i.e a calorie deficit it will respond by hitting our feast mechanism. And that's that's what we refer to as the feast-famine theory or feast-famine physiology. When it comes to disordered eating and eating disorders, we see this all the time. When our body perceives that famine through having a calorie deficit, it goes, oh my God, there's not enough crops. We're having a crop failure. Something's happened. There's not enough animals to eat. We need to do something about this as soon as we can. And a couple of things happen with that feast, with that feast famine mechanism. First of all, we get flooded with adrenaline because our body thinks that we need to run to go and hunt animals or to find some crops elsewhere. And also it makes us really obsess about food. It makes us think about food. It makes us crave food because your body is going, please eat something. We need to eat something and we need to eat something fast. And when we stop listening to those hunger signals, those physical hunger signals we feel in our stomachs, the feeling of emptiness, the feeling of um, that stomach rumbling until it's really, really strong then our body's going to kick in that mental hunger. And that's what we're talking about when we talk about, you know, really obsessing about food. Clock watching being a great example of mental hunger. Our body's going, right, okay, well, when's lunch? I've got an hour to go. I've got another 15 minutes to go. When can I eat? Can I eat now? Is it time? That's an example of our body going, hello, we're hungry. We really need to eat. Um, and that's what we often refer to as mental hunger. But again, is a sign, is, a, um, is part of that feast famine um physiology our body is doing everything it can to encourage us to eat the food because it knows how desperately we need them we need it in that moment and this cycle continues you know unless you have um diagnoses like um anorexia nervosa where quite often you'll be able to override that that famine mechanism um, that feast mechanism, sorry, that and actually the binge response, you know, is is what we're supposed to have. Binging is is what keeps us alive. That feast is what keeps us alive. In when we're talking about this feast famine physiology, this is why it exists. Because when we perceive a famine, we need to eat all the food in order to survive. That's what our body is trying to do. It, it wants us to binge, and it's actually a survival mechanism that we need. Some people have don't have or have the ability to override that switch and that is what makes um eating disorders so lethal and dangerous and has such an impact on our health and our bodies is because you know that is what we're supposed to do to be healthy we're supposed to give in to that feast um in order to survive um but when people then binge or or feast if you know however we call it Um, then we think oh my god I've been so greedy what's wrong with me I let go of control and so we then restrict harder what does the body do it thinks god here's another famine we've had one after another after another diet famine um 
you know, calorie restriction, it's the same thing to our bodies. It sees it as the same way. And at that first opportunity to feast, that is what it's going to make you do. Unless you have that really dangerous ability to override that switch. Okay, and I'm going to really emphasize the fact that it is not a good thing, even though it may feel like that if for some of you that do have that. And so we get further and further into this cycle of feasting and and, and famine, um, also known as the binge restrict cycle. And we think the answer to that is more control, controlling our food harder, restricting our calories more, you know, and that fear of letting go just becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. Yet the binging isn't the problem. The binging is your body doing what it's supposed to do physiologically, what it's evolved to do to keep you alive, to keep you well, to keep you surviving. It's the restriction that happens in the first place that is the problem. That is the cause. And so the way to solve it isn't by restricting harder. That's only going to lead us further going through this cycle again and again and again. The solution is to eat enough in the first place, to break that cycle of restriction and naturally the binging will fall away. And when we start to see, and I, and I do this with clients all the time, when they start to eat enough, they're amazed at how quickly the out of control feeling goes away. That, you know, And if they struggle with binge eating, how quickly that just goes. Because physiologically the body doesn't need it. It drops it so quickly. And actually, you, you know, if you've got friends that have struggled with chronic dieting or maybe you've struggled with chronic dieting yourself, you can see this feast famine mechanism in action so so easily because fad diets um, and diets generally aren't supposed to work because this physiology exists in everybody um, and should exist in anybody. Obviously, as I said, with that with the with the some diagnoses, there's that ability to override that switch, um, and that's really dangerous. Um, but when we're talking about chronic dieting, you see people go on diets like Weight Watchers, Slimming World, etc. Uh, losing the weight coming off it and thinking you know maybe they maintain for a little bit and then they start to gain weight again and likely they gain weight and more because every time our body perceives a famine um it's going to want to add more contingency it's going to want to add more backup because if we've had one one crop failure or one bad season where we haven't had enough food it's likely that we're going to have several and actually we train our bodies to do this because we have we know we have feast famine feast famine feast famine the body just goes oh my god we're just in constant state of famine we can you know we need to keep eating we need to keep um, we need to keep binging because um there is not going to be enough food around and so we see people go from diet, binge, diet, binge, diet, binge, and eventually they, then they get bigger and bigger and bigger because that contingency gets more and more. No matter what, the solution is, is fixing the problem, the cause, which is restriction. It's the only way to break this cycle for good. And that means eating enough, eating regularly. Ideally, I say to clients, eating every two to three hours um, when they're in recovery, when they're, when they're really healing from this feast famine, um, you know, a cycle and making sure also that they are eating enough consistently. And I know that it's really hard to do. There's so much misinformation about how much energy we need. We talk about diets and, and most of them are semi-starvation. If you're not familiar with the Minnesota starvation experiment, I would definitely check it out. Um, it really underpins so much of what we know to be true about um, recovery and eating disorders, chronic dieting and this physiology of the feast famine, um, you know, the feast famine physiology. And the diet 
dieting industry and, and the amount of calories that we talk about within that really means that so many of us are underfueled. And as a result, not only are we underfueled, but we are also really struggling with that feast famine mechanism and all the feelings and difficulties that come with it. When we start to refuel ourselves properly and eat regularly, our body learns that it's okay, that there's not going to be another famine. It's not going to be another diet, that it gets to let go, that it gets to relax. And that is how we see people healing from this cycle. The only way to get out of that is tackling the cause, and that is the restriction. And I know for some of you listening to this, or for a lot of you listening to this, it's going to go, I don't believe you, Chloe, (laughs) because you've been told the opposite for so long. But as I said, look back at the people in your lives that have struggled with chronic dieting or your own journey. And you can see that cycle. Read about the Minnesota starvation experiment. I think I've got an anti-diet class, an anti-diet masterclass on my website, which talks about why diet doesn't work. And I talk a lot about this physiology as well. So check that out on my website if you um, if you want to, if that feels supportive for you. Um but this is this is the answer. It is the only answer, really, as well. Um, and it doesn't mean that you're greedy if you feel out of control with food. Actually, it's your body protecting you and working so hard to keep you alive and to keep you well. And that's a really, really amazing thing. Um, so whilst this may be news, whilst this may feel clunky and uncomfortable to hold right now, and maybe there's some disbelief, I really hope it's given you the opportunity to really flip the script and to really change your behaviour and the motivation to change your behaviour, knowing the truth about why we get stuck in the cycle that we do. And I will see you in the next podcast.